Hello and good morning to you, my precious beloved family in Christ. Again, let me wish you compliments of the season and I trust that you're doing well in the grace of God. Of course, it's your brother, Pastor Chidi Jacob, and I'm here this morning to serve you this day's episode of our daily fellowship with the word. And of course, you know, as the Bible promised, that if we continue to behold his face as in a mirror, we too are transformed to his own image from one level of glory to another. Jesus himself says it this way, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds forth from the mouth of God. So we are designed to live by the word of God because that's where our energy comes from amen don't forget whatever we eat as food goes into the stomach and it goes out however the word of god is a seed that is sown and at the due time it will produce the intended result praise god amen and amen and let me remind you one more time something that i've said this week that god works with us in a continuous way the word that you receive now as seeds that is building you up making you the man or the woman that god has made you to be and be reminded of something else that i've said over and over it is important because as we look into the word of God, his will is revealed, his wisdom is seen. And if we live our lives according to his own wisdom, as opposed to the wisdom of the world, as opposed to the traditions and cultures of the world, as opposed to the systems of the world, then our lives glide in his grace. We are empowered Praise God. Amen and amen. This morning, let me just begin by saying this. Number one, God is a God of planning and execution. Let me say that again. God is a God of planning and execution. Don't forget, he planned this world. He had a vision. In fact, the Bible talks about the fact that when he thought about adopting us as sons, that it pleased him. So God plans, so God executes, and God works. So God cannot tell us not to walk in the first place. He is the one who has gifted us. He has given us capacities. He has given us gifts. He has given us talents. All these are designed to be expressed in the channel of walking. So God cannot tell us not to walk. But please pay close attention. To walk is not the same thing as running a rat race. Trying to become, trying to achieve Trying to be your best is not the same thing as running a rat race. The worst of it all is running the race the world has defined for us as this is what life is and this is what success is and we start to run those races that has been defined by the systems of the world that has been defined outside of God. Now, that's a different thing. Let me just repeat what I said. Walking with the gift that God has given us, trying to be the best of what God has made us is not the same thing as running a rat race defined by the world. Now, this one is not the will of God for us. Rat race is not not the will of God for us. Trying to become what the world has defined is not the will of God for us. Now, I need you to understand that there's a difference between living and surviving. Let me say that again. There's a difference between living and surviving. We are meant to live, beloved. It is the will of God for us to live. It is the will of God for us to flourish. 
is the will of God for us to bear forth fruit. Now, I'm saying this because as the year comes to an end, there's going to be a lot of considerations. There's going to be a lot of planning. There's going to be a lot of desires. I just want you to know, again, I've said God is a God of planning and execution and work. So he cannot tell us not to do the same thing. But what God does not want you and I to do is to run a rat race, is to run that race where we are competing with people, is to run that race where we are comparing ourselves with one another, is to run the race that the world has defined for us. That one is not the will of God for us. So I'm bringing this to your mind this morning so that as you plan, as you think, as you reflect, you still stay in the confine of the wisdom of God. Don't forget, if we walk in his wisdom, then life is flowing. Life becomes a flowing grace. Praise God. Let me just repeat what I said. There's a difference between living and surviving. God wants us to live. We are meant to live. How? The will of God for us is to live daily, function, and walk from his rest. The will of God for us is to live daily and function and walk from his rest from the place of his rest let me say that one more time beloved the will of god for us is that we live daily that will function and walk from the place of his rest now if you don't understand what this means i pray that as we go on as we share together the holy spirit will open your eyes to see what this means in fact to be honest with you we are more energized we are more functional we are more productive if we walk and live and function from the place of his rest. I need you to understand this and I pray that the Holy Spirit will open your eyes to see once we remove the pressures of the world, once we remove all the mentality of the world, once we remove the ideal of the world, we break into a realm. It's like when a fighter jet struggles to break through the sand barrier. When that happens, when it shoots into that place, then traveling becomes easier. When we allow the Holy Ghost to move us away from the pressures of the world, from the demands of the world, from the ideas of the world, then we break into a realm of rest where, in fact, the money we have is more useful to us. In fact, the gifts and the graces we have function better. So please, as we are rounding off the year and we are taking our time to think, to reflect, to meditate, and to plan, make it your goal that from henceforth, you are going to function from the place of the rest of God. Now, even if you don't understand it completely yet, I pray that as we go, the Holy Ghost himself will not only make you see, but will bring you into that reality. And friend, but you have to desire it. Amen and amen. Now, to help us understand further, let me read the book of Matthew chapter 5, verse number 3. This is a statement Jesus made, and for many years, I quoted it, but I did not really understand what he was saying. Matthew chapter 5, verse number 3. First of all, I read from the New American Standard Bible. It says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the poor in spirit. So, what does it mean? To be poor in spirit with respect to the conversation we're having this morning with respect to coming to the place of rest what exactly does it mean to be poor in spirit so let's read the amplified version of matthew chapter 5 verse number 3 it says blessed and then in bracket what does this blessing mean it says spiritually prosperous 
happy to be admired. Blessed, that means to be spiritually prosperous and to be happy, to be admired by others, are those who are poor in spirit. Now, what does it mean to be poor in spirit? It says those devoid of spiritual arrogance, those who regard themselves as insignificant. Watch this. So this is a position of the heart. This is a receiving position. This is a position that allows the grace of God to manifest fully in our lives. This is the position that allows the favor of God to work in our lives. Beloved, don't forget, he says those who are devoid of spiritual arrogance, those who regard themselves as insignificant, those who allow God to be on the driving seat of their life. Don't forget, this is important, beloved, because the word is telling us how to make ourselves better, how we can fix our life, how we can fix everything, how we can do everything. But think about this. Let's just pause and think about this. If we knew how to make our lives perfect, if we have all the knowledge, all the wisdom, all the resources to make our life perfect. You and I would have done that by now. I'm sure we would not be so wicked to ourselves. We would have made our life perfect by now. But man cannot see this. So man continues to strive to help himself. And of course, the world demands that. The world demands perfection. The world wants you to be at your best. Because the world will judge the fastest, the tallest, the prettiest, the thinnest, the longest, the most improved. Don't forget, that is the wisdom of the world. But what God wants you and I to do, which I'm certain by the Holy Spirit, is his will, is to function from the place of his rest. Now, the Bible said, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, both now and forever. It's important we understand what it really means to be poor in spirit. Now, to help us do that, let me read again the same verse from the message translation. This will make a lot more sense. It says, you are blessed when you are at the end of your rope. You are blessed when you are at the end of your rope with less of you there is more of god and his rule let me read that again you are blessed you are spiritually prospering you are happy you will be admired when you come to the end of your struggles, when you come to the end of trying to make yourself perfectly right, when you come to the end of all that, the Bible says, with less of you, there is more of the kingdom of God. In other words, the man who is blessed is not the fastest, is not the tallest, is not the youngest, is not the way the world judges. No, when we come to the place of rest, where we allow God to be in the driving seat of our life, then the Bible says we have come to a place of blessing because at that place, the grace of God begins to carry us along. Remember, in order not to misunderstand what I'm saying this morning, that is why I began first by telling you that God wants us to walk. So this rest here is not inactivity. No, this rest here is a position of the heart. It's a position of the spirit. This rest here is coming to that place when you are absolutely, when you are spirit, when you are so poor in your spirit that you know you need the spirit of God. You know you need the grace of God. You know you need God more than any other thing. 
at that place, that heart allows the grace of God to walk in us, allows the favor of God to carry us along. Praise God. Amen and amen. You are blessed when you come to the end of your personal struggle. When you come to the end of trying to fix yourself. When you come to the end of trying to be like the world. When you come to the end of trying to compete with them. The Bible says when you come to that place and rest, then you come into the realm of the kingdom of God. Praise God. Amen and amen. Let me use an example this morning. I think it will make it much, much clearer. For example, religion teaches that you can achieve righteousness by your own works, by your self-effort. So they give you a laundry list of things that you must do, what you must eat, what you must not eat, how you dress, where you should go and where you should not go, what kind of music to listen to, all those kind of stuff. So they give you a laundry list of things and tell you that as long as you can do the good things and abstain from the wrong ones, you can achieve a position of righteousness. In the first place, for a man to think that he could ever walk his own way to become righteous before God is spiritual arrogance. Is arrogance is one of the worst things anyone can do. And that's what religion teaches that you can become righteous by self-effort. For a man to think that you can walk your way to become righteous with God is spiritual arrogance. That man's spirit is arrogant. Do you know what the righteousness of God looks like? No man could ever, will ever, has ever been able to achieve that standard. But unfortunately, that's what religion teaches. So watch this. When we hear the gospel of Christ, now our eyes open, we see how spiritually poor we are. We see that we are not able, we are not capable, we don't have the strength, we don't have the capacity, we can never ever achieve righteousness. And this is what humility means when a man knows that I can never achieve righteousness by my works. So what does he do when a man comes to that place? He has come to the end of his rope. What is he supposed to do? He will lift up his hand and by faith and receive the righteousness that comes from God. Praise God. So the blessing of walking in God's righteousness comes only to a man who has come to the end of his rope. Today, religious people are still fighting. Why? Because they are arrogant in their spirit. They are despising Christ by thinking that they can achieve righteousness by their works because the Bible clearly says if righteousness is possible by works or by my self-effort, the Bible said Jesus died needlessly. The Bible said Jesus' death was in vain. So when a man stops trying to be righteous by his effort, then that man has come to the end of himself. Then by faith, he will accept the righteousness that comes from God. And then the blessedness of righteousness becomes his. Praise God. Amen and amen. I'm running out of time here, but... Please permit me to give you an example of a man who came to the end of himself. I'm just going to read Galatians chapter 2 verse number 19 to 21. And please, I encourage you to read the same scripture. Galatians chapter 2 verses 19 to 21. Brother Paul, the apostle writes, this is his testimony of coming to the end 
of himself. Beloved, before I read, I pray that your eyes will open, that in those areas that you have been struggling, that you will come to a place of rest. Yesterday, I asked you to sit down and look at the areas in your life that you are struggling. All those places you are trying to do your best, trying to make yourself perfect. May you come to the place of rest so that you will begin to enjoy the grace of God. Amen and amen. Here's what the Bible says. What actually took place is this. I'm reading the message translation. Brother Paul writes, I tried keeping rules and walking my head off to please God and it didn't work. Watch this. He said, I tried keeping rules and walking my head off to please God and it did not work. So, I quit being a lawman so that I could be God's man. Hallelujah. I quit being a lawman. I quit being a man who is relating with God on the basis of good and evil. And I became the man that God is making. Praise God. Next line says, Christ's life showed me how and enabled me to do it. I identified myself completely with him. Indeed, I have been crucified with Christ. My ego is no longer central. It is no longer important that I appear righteous before you or have your good opinion. It says, and I am no longer driven to impress God. This is a statement from a man who came to the end of his rope, who came to the end of trying to please God, who came to the end of trying to live righteous by works. He says, I am no longer driven to impress God. Beloved, please go back and read this scripture from the message translation, Galatians 2, 19 to 21, and tell me if these are not the things religion tries to get you to do. Religion tries to get you to impress God. Religion gives you a laundry list of the things that you must do to become righteous or to impress God or to get the favor of God. Brother Paul, the apostle, says, hey, I tried doing all those things. It did not work. In other words, I came to the end of my rope. I became poor in my spirit when I saw that I could never help myself. Friend, I want to decree over you that as we transition, you will come to a place of rest in every aspect of your life in the name of Jesus. You will quit struggling with many things and the power of God will come to enable you in the precious name of Jesus. Here is what he says, the life you see me living is not mine, but it is lived by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I am not going to go back on that. Praise God. No man takes the grace of God who wants to go back to law keeping. No man enjoys the work of the spirit who wants to go back in the flesh. I pray that this will be your portion that as we move forward, you move forward into the complete rest of God in every aspect of your life. May that be your portion in the precious name of Jesus. I've gone a little further this morning, so let me stop here and I'll come back to you again tomorrow by the grace of God. Friends, don't forget as we reflect, God is also showing us where he wants us to put our faith on, how he wants us to walk. Don't forget the will of God for you and I is that we live daily, we function 
and we walk from the place of his own rest. That means we have come to the end of our rope and we are gliding by his own power. I love what a pastor said. He said, when you see me running, don't think I'm the one running because what you are not seeing is that the hand of God is pushing me. May that be my portion. May that be your portion in the precious name of Jesus. Please enjoy your day. Shalom.